Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. So, Luca Nation, it's Andrew here. We got Cage. We're going to welcome you guys back to one of our traditional episodes, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Very conservative ones. You know, we're like, oh, what do we do when we don't talk about Top Shot? We're we just going to talk about these like uh, cardboard things that are. Uh, Put into plastic cases yeah, now you said you uh, said hey do you have do you have a play and i'm like you mean uh like a like a cardboard play like a physical and you're like what what's a physical card like what are crazy cards? meanwhile if we if if we played this last two minutes to ourselves in november we're like what the hell are we talking about and that's how fast this stuff moves it's pretty crazy man it really is crazy i think when, when uh the bubble was going on cage we were still uh I think we like heard like Tyler Hero was getting into Top Shot. We we're like, well, what is this? What is this? Uh, but anyway, welcome back to another episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mine. Something Cage and I were talking about right before hopping on, uh, and I don't want this to be a Top Shot episode, but as people are asking, you know, is Top Shot going to be around? Is it not? Cage is just doing damage on the market. <laughs> He's just making moves. He's just finding arbitrage opportunities that are absolutely the exact same principle that you would have on Mercari, you would have on eBay. You could find those plays over and over and over and over again. When Ja, for example, prison base cards skyrocket, but you know the second tier players don't, it's the same arbitrage plays. So look out for those. Don't necessarily, in my opinion, worry about if a platform is going to be around one month, five months, 10 months from now, just play the game that's in front of you. I think that's a valuable lesson. Yeah, and and the the the, the snap on tool to that is, don't be someone who says I'm just waiting for a pack, right? Sure, the packs are a huge money maker if you can get one, but at 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 present, there's something like sixty five to seventy five thousand people who are queued up to get packs, and they're dropping five thousand packs at a time. Even if they did a major drop of twenty five thousand like they used to you only have a one in three shot of, of doing it. So while everybody else is sitting on their hands waiting for a pack to drop, it's the same thing as going to Target and, and hoping to find retail and saying, well, there's no money to be made in the hobby, you know, because I can't get retail blasters. No, there's obviously other ways to, 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 to play this. So, you know, one of the things I'm doing now, just, you know, and we'll get into physical cards in a second, but one of the things I'm doing now is I'm watching the top guys move. And as they move, I know that the next level is going to follow, right? So LeBron moves, I watch, um, I watch Luca, you know, I watch Zion. As they move, then I watch Trey, Tatum, you name it. So you know, as the top moves, the next level's fall. It's like dominoes, you know. So I, I mean, I even told Andrew, I said, you know, Zion's rookie debut moved, and the Jod rookie debut hasn't yet. So you know, we talk about multiples, right? Like you know, Jaws moments, you know, they traded about, you know. Uh, one to three, let's call it, of, of Zion's. But for some reason, people went nuts on the rookie debut and it was trading like six to one. And I'm like, all right, well, the rookie debut is next to bounce and it's gone 3X in two days, you know? So, and obviously it changes and it's not, not the most static thing in the world. But those are the ways to be looking, not just packs, in the marketplace, you know? What hasn't moved, what has. So I'll tell you what I, what I look at right along those lines. That's a great tip, uh, Cage, is right before packs drop, people sell off. Right. So oh, yeah. there's this conversation. A lot of people don't want to keep money in their dapper wallet because they're scared they're going to miss out on some returns. I always have a, a little bit of my portfolio in my dapper wallet. So when, when um, Top Shot announces, you know, packs are going to be dropped today. Well, people sell off because they 
actually, I don't even know the reason because you're only going to get one pack and it's $9. But anyway, there, you see a significant sell-off. So for example, yesterday, the Kevin Durant out of 7,500 Series 2 moment was about 1,700. As soon as they announced those packs, that moment dropped to 1,300 and 1,250. Well, I just gobbled up a few of those moments. They went back up to 1,600 right after the pack drops were released and I sold. And I just made 300, 400 dapper dollars. Then um, you could quote that uh, top shot dapper dollars just on the arbitrage, no appreciation needed, no, you know, guess which player or which moment's going to move. It's just that arbitrage in between before and after drop along those lines cage, you know, and, and I got to give a shout out to Gary because Gary has his, his finger on the pulse always. And he tweeted something Sunday night, you know, as you guys are looking at top shot, someone just stole a PSA nine Michael Jordan Fleer. I don't know if you saw that tweet. No. But he's absolutely right. That was a $100,000 card. And it's not just one sale. A few of the recent sales of the PSA 9 have sold right around $50,000 in a newly graded case. So you might think, wow, that's insane. You know, 12 months ago, a PSA 10 was 40000 How far we've come that a PSA 9 uh, is 50000 But But that's what happens, you know. And we've seen that cycle with Jordan cards quite a bit, right? You, it reaches new highs. It yep, comes back down, it comes back to reality, and then it reaches new highs again. And I'll tell you guys, if you've ever needed a boat of confidence, a little support, if you wanted to get into Jordan cards, that card is the card of the hobby. There's just no question about it. It's, uh, it's basically what the hobby is measured by. And regardless of, you know, modern goes down, all that stuff, that card's here to stay. That card's here to stay. We know the hobby's here to stay. Uh, and I think, it, you know, What's interesting about the Jordan Fleer that isn't like any other card is if you have a PSA 1, a PSA 2, or a PSA 10, they all move. They all move. They're all sought after. There's people literally buying Fleer uh, Jordan uh, base cards or what's it called? Uh, raw cards off eBay that they know are going to be a PSA 1 and subbing them in. That's how valuable that card is. So whatever grade you can afford, that's my play of the day today is everyone's talking about NFTs. So everyone's talking about other things. That Jordan market's come down, and this is a great time to get into it, whether you're going to buy yourself a PSA 3 or a PSA 9 for 50000 I think it's a steal. I think the PSA 9 is a steal at fifty k, frankly. I like it. I mean, I do. I definitely like it. Um, so you're telling me I shouldn't trade my Jordan Fleer for some, some Top Shot moments? I shouldn't be giving it away for, like, you know, Sabonis out of 15000 or that? No. Bonus is so underappreciated for how good he is, isn't he? I, I think he's great. I mean, he fills the stat sheet. If I was a fantasy player, it's great. But his moments out of fifteen hundred, out of fifteen thousand, I see what they sell for, and every time I get one, I sell it immediately. Because I Cage, can't. Can I ask you something? Uh, I want to yep. talk about this. So I love um, father son that have played in the NBA, but I don't know if you saw this uh, article. So Fernando Tatis, you know, he got a record-breaking deal, right? Yep. Yep. And then you, you find out there's this news article that comes out that he owes, you know, this loan shark company $27 million. Uh, so oftentimes, you, you, you haven't heard about it? No, no. no but so When you're a minor listen. leaguer, these companies, like, they, they'll give you, like, a loan of 500000 It happens in tennis and golf. It's like they're sponsoring you. Yep. And most players obviously don't make it. But if they, if you do make it, uh, they get, like, 1% of future earnings. What to me was so he has, he has a big payday. So like one percent of three hundred twenty-seven million is, is big money. It's one two percent of it. What's crazy to me is his dad played in the big leagues. Why would they take that loan? 
why would they do that? Why would they uh, take money from like a booster or sponsor like that? I have no idea. But maybe it's, you know, it's free money. Maybe he wanted his own money. I have no idea what's going on with Walden and Son there. So, you know, but look, the guy was able to build a brand. Obviously, he had money that he didn't have. Some other youngsters are in there. And, you know, he obviously, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he got some value for that. I mean, he was one of those can't-miss prospects for a long time. I mean, not $350 million prospect, but, you know, he was one of those can't-miss prospects for a long time. But um, How about we pull Luca Nation? So, Luca Nation, if you're out there and you guys have no more information on this deal, I'm incredibly curious. Like, I, I think it's it's kind of swept under the rug right now, but I, I'm super curious on it and how something like that works. So I know in, in tennis, because you're not making a lot of money, you find like a sponsor who's like, I'll sponsor you for 100000 and I'll get 1% of your uh, future earnings. And that helps you pay for travel and all that stuff. I'm curious if you guys know anything about that deal and, and how that worked out. But anyway, Cage. Well, it's funny you bring him up. It's funny you bring him up because... I mean, I have a I have a play today, but I I actually have a, you know, I have I wanted to talk about that card. Do you know what his tops just the tops paper PSA ten is selling for now? I, I hope under four hundred. It's it's over. I only know this because I have a lot of ten ending with Probstein tonight. It's several hours away, and it's already at four thousand dollars for the lot of ten. I mean, and, that to me is incredibly overpriced. So my one of one of my plays. This isn't the play of the card, but is to sell that because there's just a. I mean, there's a lot of them, and you know I've been selling for a while now on the lead up to the season, as I told you guys about, and and obviously somebody was smart and got some of my stuff three weeks ago at like two fifty six per for a lot of ten. They're making some money on the arbitrage now, uh, but I'm not gonna be mad about it because you know I didn't sell all of them at the time. I sold them, you know, as our dollar cost averaging, our dollar cost selling, uh, you know, as we like to talk about it. And now I'm maximizing because of that, uh, you know, that uh, contract that he signed. But I think, I mean, I know I have dozens of that card at PSA myself. And I know I'm not the only one. I know there's more of those cards coming back and there's just so many of them. Um, so... I'm selling and that card would be one that at that price, I don't know that I'm buying. I think we're now in full, you know, preseason run up. Plus he has his name attached to this huge deal. Now Uh, you saw that kind of run up with Mookie Betts last uh, time when he signed his big deal and his cards ran. And then during the season, they were less, I think you're probably going to be able to find a time a couple weeks into the year where maybe he has two or three games in a row where he doesn't hit home run and people saying he's not earning his money <laughs> and the cards will come down and there'll be another up. Almost nothing he does can justify that card going anywhere higher. Like That's what they say, right? He Perfectly has, he nice. has to have like a record, a record-breaking one for that card to budge, you know, another 50%, which, you know, you always have to ask yourself as your card goes up in value, risk-reward, right? Like what's – if I'm holding this card, like best case, best case scenario, what can happen? Okay, worst case scenario. And you don't want that ratio to be one to one. You you ideally want it to be four or five to one. You know, my card can go up 5x or it could, you know, lose 20%. Uh, so I think about that a lot. And yeah, that, yeah. You've already I, captured most of the games on that. It's, it's price to perfection, is what we like to say, right? So you're 100% right, right? How much more can that go up? You know, he would have to basically come out and hit four home runs in his first game and then repeat it for the next three games for that card to be what, five, six hundred dollars. I mean, it's, I mean, is it possible? Sure. But there are, you know, there are better places to park that money, I believe. 
like pay your credit card debt off or something, you know. But <laughs> so it's funny. I didn't know I didn't know about Gary's tweet, but I'm thinking along those same lines, right? While everybody is looking one way, you know, it, it's it's the epitome of what the magician does, right? There's a lot of flash. There's a there's a you know there's a good looking assistant. Uh, you know, there's light bulbs going off, and and the hand that you're not supposed to watch is where the actual trick is being done, right? So, um, you know, Zion PSA ten prisms is selling on eBay for under six hundred bucks. Like five and change. I was thinking about that card. I was thinking about that card and how wrong I got it with John Morant the last few weeks. And I was like, hmm, Zion's looked really impressive recently. Yep, he really has. And, you know, he still has that he's supposed to be, quote, the next LeBron. You know what I mean? He still has that it factor. He looked good and he's still a baby. And he'll still be growing into his own, you know, and if you don't believe me, take a look at what Shaq looked like in the beginning of his career as opposed to what he looked like in the end. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether or not Zion's going to work on his skill set. Uh, people advertise that, you know, he's the first person ever to score like 30 points back to back with like 80% field goal shooting. And, and I say, how is that a positive? It just means he's dunking the ball a lot, but dunks still count. Right. But is he going, is somebody going to stop him? Is he going to slow down? Is he not going to be the strongest? Does he have to develop a little hook shot? I remember when Shaq was doing it, he was trying to develop a baby hook. You know what I mean? He was trying to do all kinds of stuff and it never really worked. Can Zion work at it? Is he going to have the discipline to work at it? Is he going to want to work at it? I, I think right now you're seeing that his floor is a little higher than what people were giving him credit for. He's staying healthy, which was number one question on him. He's athletic, even though he looks large. You know, he's able to, you know, put the ball in the basket. He's able to fill the stats. He's able to do more than just dunk. He, he's getting his teammates involved. The team looks pretty good. He looks really, really good. So to me, that raises the floor on him a little bit, which which is exactly what you were just talking about, right? The risk reward at $500 or so. Because if it's selling on eBay for $575, $580, that means you can get one on Facebook. That's the 13%, you know, uh, you know that means the seller's only getting 500 so we're now getting close to a time where Zion's PSA 10, you know, rookie prism is a $500 card. And what's going to get silly is there's going to be a time in the next couple of months where the next rookie class come out. And here's the play. If you want to grab now five and change 500, that's fine. But there will be a week or two when the next prism comes out and people are LaMelo crazy. Right. And people are, I want to buy LaMelo and they're going to be searching for LaMelo's and they're going to be grading LaMelo's and they're going to be going after Anthony Edwards and Wiseman and Halliburton. And, and don't get me wrong. These guys are great. None of them have a chance to be what Zion can be. None of them have a ceiling that Zion has. And you're going to be amazed when you see a LaMelo card selling for two or three times what the Zion PSA 10 sells for. And that's going to happen. And that's stupid. I agree. And, and guys, we haven't done our star stock episode this week. It's, we're going to do it tomorrow, but Zion's star stock A has also come down quite a bit. Remember, if you listened to last week's episode, it was one of the biggest kind of losers. Uh, it's sitting at like 250 or so on, uh, on star stock. Might also be worth, worth a look, but here's how I actually see Zion. You know, they compare him to LeBron. I compare him to Shaft. You know, we talk about the death of the big man. Well, actually, what, what, what a better way to, to say is the big man's changed, right? The big man used to play down low, catch it on the, po- on the block, uh, be like seven foot two and just dominate. Well, now the big man it does the same thing, I guess, Zion is, but he's six seven. He could guard across position, right? You see Draymond Green, you know, he plays the five, but he could guard one, two, three, four, or five. 
Now, Zion's not nearly that good of a defender, but I think what we're actually seeing is the prequel to future, what they call as big men. Uh, and I think Zion is going to be the pioneer of that. So I think it's really interesting what's happening. Zion is the new age big man, the new age Shaq that might change I, the game. I think it's great. I mean, I talked about Shaq as, you know, oh, he's going to grow into his stuff, free throws, all that stuff. I remember it. And, and it's funny. Big man, not big man. All I mean by it is I remember the hype in 1992 when Shaq's cards came out. That was not repeated again until 2003 when LeBron's came out. That was not repeated again until Zion came out. You can say Luca, Luca, Luca. There was not hype about the Luca and Trey product. Luca and Trey hype came after Zion brought everyone's attention to the hobby again. So, you know, the, I dare to say, and you know, I'm a huge Luca guy. I love Luca. I just spent all that money, all that dapper dollar on a Luca, you know, out of 50, right? You know, I'm a huge Luca guy. But even Luca does not have the ceiling in the hobby. Not talking about triple doubles and stats, but ceiling in the hobby that Zion does. Because Zion's one of those generational, transcendent, like highlight reel on every play possible kind of guys. Um, and he's just got I mean, that look name. At that block, you know? Look at the block he had on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's it really is. Uh, he's got. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen because he's got. He's young. He's got a lot of things that have to break right for it to work out. But he definitely has the highest ceiling of anybody out there now. And that includes Ja, it includes Lamel, it includes, it includes everyone in this year's draft class combined. And I'm not shitting on those guys. People get very mad at me when I say bad things about Lamelo, And he has really performed well. You know I watch every Hornet game. Yeah. Um, you know, but performance doesn't really make your hobby relevant. If it was, we'd all be buying Terry Rozier cards right now. Yeah, and guys, please remember what I've said to you. Remember that every single uh, rookie, this is across the board, they drop off in the second half of the year. No rookies. Melo might be a little different because he's had a little bit of professional experience. Dude, they, they come from playing 20, 30 games, right? Last year, they didn't even play in the, in the NCAA tournament. They played like 25 games last year. The conditioning, Kobe Bryant, the hardest worker in, you know, maybe ever in the NBA, has even spoken about his rookie year. He couldn't make shots. He airballed, I think, five shots in, in the playoffs. And he said, well, it wasn't because my shots were off. My legs weren't there. So I had to get more conditioned. Please hit the rookie wall. Right, hit the rookie wall. Every rookie has it, and Lamelo's looked impressive. Lamelo was a pro before this, so there's a different level of that. I would expect a bit of a drop off with these with the performance. So we got some plays, we got some Jordan, we got some stuff. Here's the best part of being a daily podcast that brings this every day for Luca Nation. I get to ask you this question and be the first ones to talk about it. Tiger Woods. It's really sad, man. I'm, I was never a big Tiger Woods fan, but I, I can empathize because I remember when I learned the news about Kobe, it was, it was kind of like everything went blank. I was like, it, it was like you ask yourself, is this real? What's going on? How can this happen? Puts life into perspective a bit as well. How like fleeting and fragile it could be. Dude, just prayers, man. Uh, guys, kids, you know, he's just, a, it, it's just, it's sad. I, I don't, I, I don't, we are, our producer, Jordan, you know, he's a big, big, big Tiger Woods fan. So uh, I feel for him. I feel for his family. Uh, I just I wish him a speedy recovery. And really all all you can say, I, I, I guess. Right. Well, listen, they're saying that uh, it's just it's legs, leg injuries now, which obviously is, you know, it's just serious. But they say he was alert enough at the scene of the accident to ask first responders to have his manager pick his stuff up from the scene. So, you know, obviously bad, obviously problematic. The story that will come out of it is at least what's being told right now 
is that you know he was leaving a hotel where a uh, like a, a film production was being shot, and he was in his SUV and was like speeding like crazy and almost lost control of his car and almost hit the director's car. At least that's what's being told to uh, you know TMZ and the news outlets right now that I'm reading. So here you're gonna get another crazy tiger story, and what does that do with his uh, the, the legacy? <laughs> uh, okay, I hear you. I, I, I hate TMZ like with a passion. <laughs> um, I just, I just never understand like how another human can write lies about other humans, and you're like, well, that's their job. Well, it's like, find a better job, man, or listen, woman. I'm, I'm with you. But listen, the it's, it's. I'm glad to hear that he's alert enough where he, this is not life threatening and, and and the like. You know, it's a shame because you know if the injuries are serious enough, it's going to impact his, you know, his golfing for the foreseeable future and his ability to continue his, you know potential challenge of the record books and, and the like, and you never like to hear anything like that happen to, you know, somebody who's considered one of the greats. Um, so I think it's good for like a collector of the, of cards. Like we always, we, we forget, like we forget, like we, for, we don't realize that every player that we hold has risks, right? Like there's a level of why even Jordan, but like why players that are out of the spotlight are actually, you know, maybe they have less reward and less upside, but they have so much less downside, like Jack Nicholas, right? Dower came on here and he spoke about Jack Nicholas as being like, wow, that guy's done so much. And he's out of the spotlight. He's no, nothing Jack Nicholas does. I don't even know if he's alive. You could tell me that. He's like an old man. <laughs> Are you asking if Jack Nicholas is an old man? Is that the question? No, I asked if he's alive. Yes, he's still, he's 81 <laughs> years old. He's, he's definitely he's alive still alive. Us. He's definitely still alive. Um, but and yes, he is an old man. But but some would say so am I. So God, he used to have this beautiful blonde mop of hair. That's gorgeous. Oh my God, you are so funny, man. You're you're checking him out, huh? I've never watched any Jack Nicholas moments. I didn't even know what he looked like before this up before you literally before this conversation. Listen, I started playing stayed- golf in nineteen fifty. Jesus. He has stayed very relevant. I mean, uh, you know, he's 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 converted from on court play to on court on on course play to designing the courses now. You know, it's a very big deal to have a Jack Nicholas course to be playing on a Jack Nicholas course. And I'm pretty sure I read a couple of weeks ago, right around when we had Jeremy on, that he was going to be designing the first like Jack Nicholas course in Saudi Arabia. Um, so it's a pretty cool thing, man. It's pretty, you know, you know, these guys, they, they you know, they, they do stay relevant after, but yeah, Jack Nicholas courses are, are a big deal. Um, just like Greg Norman shirts with the shark on it. <laughs> you know, you, you gotta do something. You gotta do something after if you can't swing it like you used to. So, but yeah, I mean, listen, let, prayers out obviously to, to Tiger and uh, double prayers out to Tiger collectors. We'll see how this works. Love you, Luca Nation. Hope you enjoyed this. We thank you for, you know, we've done a few Top Shot episodes back to back to back. It was the talk of the town. We just we just try to bring you information, insights, strategies that we feel are, are valuable that are happening in the marketplace. And, uh, and we appreciate you, all the feedback. And if you stay till the end, bonus play. Marcus Smart. What do you think of Marcus Smart? You like him? You know, you you make fun when I when I made a play on him, and then he went out and scored like a thirty point triple double the next day because I have that kind of uh, I have that kind of pull in the world. I don't know if, if, if our Luca Nation team that we're building here because it's more than just you and I at this point yep. is just a bunch of Marcus Smarts. I would be the happiest man in the world. You'll that's the it. guy. That's why I won in the trenches with me. So so 
for whatever reason, when moments start to fly, the Tatum moment goes up to 200 and the Jalen Brown moment goes up to 140, 150, but the Marcus Smart moment, you know, hovers around 25 or 30 bucks. And I think that's something that, that will eventually uh, fix. Now he's not going to be 200 or 150, but he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be one tenth the price of Tatum. So, you know, if you stay till the very end, you want a little bonus play, you know, the next time there's a drop, next time there's maintenance, next time there's a pack, next time somebody has paper weak hands, uh, you know, put in a 20 something or, you know, $30 bid on a Marcus smart and, and steal one of those. And, you know, I think there's, there's some upside. And that, that Celtics team hasn't looked great this year. They've, 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 I don't, they've dealt with a lot, but I'll tell you, if you guys have watched Marcus smart, you know, he came into the league. You're just a tenacious guy. He's just a really good defender. He's a pretty good point guard. Now he runs the point guard really well. I'd actually argue he's kind of an upgrade over Kemba at point uh, cardiac Kemba. As some people used to, used to say, I think that's the freaking funniest nickname ever. Uh, but he's improved a lot. He's improved a lot. I like Marcus Smart as a player. Ton. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Thanks, Luca Nation. And uh, I'm hoping by the time you're listening to this, we got 5,000 followers and that you have heard our big announcement for 5,000 followers. Um, you know, get on there. And, you know, look, I get, you know, it's, uh, we're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some good stuff. So thanks, Luca Nation. Love you guys. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you.